So the big question is, how do healthcare experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you are a physical therapist, a dietitian, an occupational therapist, a chiropractor, MD, or other healthcare expert, this is for you. My name is Javier Carlin and welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that I'm currently using to grow my own business and to help you grow yours using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. And today I'm excited to bring you a very special guest, Dr. Jacob Urbis. Jacob is a physical therapist and owner of Apollo Performance Therapy. Jacob focuses on in-person and online rehab and performance for CrossFitters. And he's grown a successful business while still working part-time, which is amazing. He's going to share all his secrets on how he's been able to do that with us. Uh, Jacob, man, thanks so much for jumping on the show. Happy to be here, man. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I think I think let's go ahead and get started with just, you know, letting everyone know a little bit more about yourself, your backstory, and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, so I feel like I'm I'm different than a lot of physical therapists and stuff. And you always hear about, you know, they had injuries, went to physical therapy, like fell in love with it, kind of went to school that whole. I, I started physical therapy. Uh, I got interested in it. Um, I was a terrible patient when I went through it in high school. Um, I went like two or three times and stopped going. <laughs> um, but then I, uh, in college, I was thinking med school was kind of my original plan the whole time. Then by the time I was in my fourth and fifth year playing football and basketball in college, I was kind of drained out of school. And I thought I am not going to med school. There is not a chance. There's no way I could last that long. So I was kind of looking for other options that wouldn't involve me dying in a lab somewhere because I was a biochem major. So I kind of fell upon physical therapy and I was like, just had just enough time to get my observation hours in and get my, um, get all my stuff in, in order to apply to a couple different schools. And I actually, the school I was going to university of Jamestown had just been starting a program. So I was in their second class ever, um, which was really cool experience kind of the program that was just starting up. Um, so I kind of just fell into it and figured, Hey, this will be three years in out, move on. I'll get to work with athletes, get to do that kind of stuff. Um, and then what I realized it was very different than what I was kind of expecting. Um, a lot of like the acute care stuff, um, cardio palm stuff, obviously, while it's super important, obviously, and there's a big need for that. It's not what I had a super big interest in. So it's one of those things that I kind of fell off to the wayside of that stuff. And I kind of like got through it, learned what I had to learn, but didn't necessarily commit to that. But that's kind of where I discovered CrossFit was in physio school. Um, during that time, I kind of was getting bored with just trying to work out and figuring out what to do with the gym. So I started playing around with some CrossFit workouts I found online. Um, kind of got involved that way, started dropping into a gym here and there. Um, and then I started to realize that CrossFitters are beat up sometimes and they're getting absolutely terrible care. You know, they're, they're going to people that don't understand how to coach a squat, how to coach a deadlift, that people telling them that they should not, never be deadlifting, that they should never be putting weight over their head. That's that much uh, things like that. When that all these people want to do is just like, they want to go to the gym for an hour 
work hard and go home to their families. Like they don't care. They're there to, they're there to get a sweat on and work out and they really love it. They love the community. So um, that kind of started my passion in the, in the CrossFit side of things. And that's when I found Institute of Clinical Excellence and kind of dove into all their courses. They do some really good stuff and far, as far as that side of things. So that really got me interested in that. And now anybody I see is getting some CrossFit into their plan of care. So everybody does CrossFit with me, which is fun. That that's, that's amazing, man. And so, so kind of, so, so you've been out of school, I think we were talking since 2017 mm-hmm. yep. and wa- walk me through what happened afterwards. So did you, did you go straight into orthopedics and you know, what, yeah. what was that journey like? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my first year and a half, I worked at the same place where my last clinical rotation was. Um, it was close to home. I lived with my parents for the first year and a half because my then girlfriend turned fiance was, was he from, from Winnipeg in Canada? So, um, we were, we were doing long distance across the border and stuff like that. So I was living at home, saving up from some money for plans of moving to Canada. Um, so I worked in just outpatient orthopedics. I did literally everything there. I did some like short-term stuff at nursing homes here and there. We'd stop in if we had contractors out. I did some PEDS stuff. I did some athletes. I did some geriatrics. I did some neuro stuff. I did, we had a pool in-house. So we did some pool therapy, like so it was a really cool experience to be able to do that. Um, it was nice. We did 45 minute appointments for everything, which was also really nice. We got that one-on-one time, but you know, small town that kind of, it was, it was still kind of for me a little, I was still very much the most forward thinking person there with like loading people and getting people under some stress and like making them work hard a little bit in therapy. Um, so then from there, uh, the game plan was get all of my immigration stuff done to move up to Canada. My wife and I got married. Uh, while we were still apart, um, while she was still in Canada. So we actually got to have two weddings. We had one down at my farm in North Dakota and then had one in Winnipeg, just a reception up there. But uh, we get immigration and looking for jobs in Winnipeg was hard, super saturated in Winnipeg because it's the main, it's the only main city in Manitoba. Um, so a lot of the graduates from the physio school there stay in town. Um, and it's, it's pretty hard to find a job. So people are kind of just taking whatever they can find, which usually means pretty low pay and not great working conditions is kind of what we were finding. And we also just wanted to get away. My wife grew up there, obviously. We still hung off all of our high school friends. We figured if we'd move there, it was going to be the classic buy a house, settle down, have a family. And then all of a sudden you're old um, and not really get to experience anything. So we decided to start looking into some other things, um, thinking about like Denver and California and where to go. But then we had, she would have had to immigrate and then we would have to immigrate back to Canada to kind of raise a family thing. So we kind of started looking within Canada and her mom said, Oh, Hey, you guys would probably like Victoria. So we sent out some resumes and got jobs within a couple of weeks and then committed. So we moved out to Victoria, British Columbia, and I joined just another outpatient clinic, um, small clinic, like half hour appointments, very primarily focused on dry needling was kind of their main thing. It's called intramuscular stimulation here. It's just a different version of the dry needling stuff. And within about a year of that, I was starting to kind of get antsy again. And again, not being able to do the things that I thought people needed. Um, Very minimal gym space. I'm talking like a five by 10 foot hallway. Basically it was my gym space with one cable machine was about all I had. So I had very limited opportunity to kind of load people. I thought that they needed and do the things I thought. So I just, um, I actually got in contact with the CrossFit gym that had just started they were actually looking for personal trainers and I reached out to them and then they asked if I was interested in doing physio out of their gym. And I kind of just jumped at the opportunity and just had no idea what I was doing. Just got things rolling. I just started, made a business name, 
registered it with the province or the city and just started like doing stuff. It was super slow to begin with, but um, it was, it was a whirlwind for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. And a perfect segue to my next question, right? Tell us more about your, about your business, <laughs> yeah. why you started it, you know, what that looked like. And you kind of already shared a little bit of, of, mm-hmm. of how that all started, but, but yeah, I'm very interested in, in what it all looks like in the beginning, what it looks like and what's it evolved to now. I know we've talked a little bit back and forth. Yeah. Out, like the different components of the business, which I think is amazing. Uh, so yeah, if you don't mind sharing that, that that'd be that'd be awesome for sure. So um, when it's all kind of started, it started just I I rent out hourly basically. So if I have a client, I'm paying an hourly rent. If I don't have anybody, I'm not paying, which is super nice when you're really slow right away. It allows you to kind of like build up slowly and things like that. Not as nice when you're really busy. <laughs> it ends up being a lot, but that's kind of the way it goes. So I I pay the same rate as the personal trainers do there. And I still do that. Um, I just kind of had my own, have my own little spot in the back of the gym that they kind of save for me that they don't let anybody else go back there. I have my table back there and all that stuff. It's not like a private area. I do have like a foldable screen I can throw up if I need to, but crossfitters are never wearing a shirt or anything anyway. So it doesn't really matter at that point. Um, but yeah, so I kind of primarily focus on one-on-one physio, like performance stuff. Um, I do hour long appointments mainly I'll do half hours, like off the cuff, people just need a little tune up or a little checkup kind of thing. I'll do that. But majority of my clients are an hour long appointments. And what I was finding was that um, some people just didn't need me standing over them as they were working out, which is primarily what we were doing at certain points, right? They're calmed down enough. We can, I can actually get back to working out. They're just not comfortable going back to full class and things like that, but they didn't need me standing over them to watch them. I was like, you're fine with this. You can do this on your own. So I started kind of incorporating some online programming with a few people just as their home program. Um, I signed up for True Coach and had a few people on there just giving them a few things throughout the week to work on between appointments. And then I started to realize that like they don't need to come see me like ever. So like, why don't you just pay me and I'll just do this for you for the month? And they were like, oh yeah, it sounds like a great idea. So that was kind of like the start of it. So I, my first client I ever had with through Apollo, I got from Instagram, found me from one of my posts on Instagram. And I'm still training him today, just like as an online, I'm just doing his online fitness training and stuff like that. So that's been really cool to kind of, I just saw him this morning actually, and he was in town for a day. So got to hang out with him this morning, check him out. But um, so it's kind of evolved over time from like that one-on-one care to now I do one-on-one physio for hour long appointments, but I also have some people I straight just do basically personal training, but they're people that have those concerns around past injuries they have a lot of mobility issues. They want somebody with that healthcare background so they know they're being safe. They have other comorbidities, things like that, where they're just more comfortable with a healthcare provider that understands training. Um, so I get a lot of people like that sent my way that I'm just doing basically training with, but it, it's nice because there is still the physical therapy component of it because I am still monitoring symptoms and we are working on stuff with some, a little bit of manual therapy here and there and things like that. So they can get that two for one at the same time. And then as we go along, I either transition them to online only, or I have a component now where I do a monthly membership where it's kind of like a hybrid where they can pay just a base rate for the online stuff for programming, whether that just be accessory work type stuff or full on training program. Um, And then they can pay per session basically like that. So for two sessions a month, plus the programming, it's 450 a month and they just pay that at the month. Um, And then they can book those sessions whenever they can fit them into their schedule on my online booking system and stuff like that. And I just have a, I'm just tracking them through my system, make sure like we cover everything and make sure that they're not going overboard and stuff like that. 
so that's kind of where things are at right now. Yeah, that that's that's so neat, and I, I definitely have a few questions. I think um, you know, a lot of a lot of people hearing this are like, oh, that's awesome, right? Like, how how have you seen the response with um, the CrossFitters, the athletes that you're working with, and do you have any that? that you're currently working with that you've never seen in person that have yep. always been online. Okay, cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that's, and that's where kind of like that gray area starts to be right. Um, so I'm, I'm in Canada, so it's a little bit different than in the States as far as there's no, there's no in-network or outer network. If, if it's a physio appointment, it's covered by their insurance if they have insurance for physio. So, um, and it's not like codes and a percent it's, it's you, uh, most insurances will cover like 80% up to a certain point for a certain cap of dollars or some people have unlimited. It's just, it varies all over the place, just like the States, but it's a different kind of setup. So what I do with like my hybrid, for example, is they can get reimbursed for those in-person visits. So that's actually like, it turns out to work really well for them because they can get the online programming side of stuff. And I'm always kind of like in their ear, they can always check in with me how things are going and they can ask questions at any time they want through the online stuff, but I'm still seeing them in person twice a week, which they get reimbursed for, which can cut off some of those costs. Um, which makes it very affordable for people, which is one of the big reasons why I wanted to incorporate it. I'm not like, I need to make enough to live and be comfortable, but I'm not trying to, you know, make a million dollars doing this or anything like that. Like, I just want to be, like, I'm trying to help people. So I want to make sure it stays affordable. So I've kept my prices like very reasonable for the market here, for sure. Like I'm probably on like the mid to low end for what I do. Um, but it's made it very accessible to people, especially when they're already paying, you know, $180 a month for a CrossFit membership here and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then I also, yeah, so I have people that kind of across the country and then across the world now, actually, I have somebody like in Kuwait who was working with a different online rehab company who got, they got him to a really good point where he was kind of pain-free day-to-day life and stuff, but he wasn't training when he wanted to. And he got kind of sent my way through a couple people from clinical athlete, stuff like that, um, got referred him to me. So I'm working with him now just to try to get him back, get him back into like competitive shape. So for him, it's straight coaching. I'm not doing any physio with him. We're just doing training. Um, I have somebody else in another part of Canada that was a police officer with back pain. Same idea. Um, her physio wasn't just getting the job done for her trying to get back to where she wanted to be. Um, so I just did her training side of stuff and let her physio do the needling and all the other stuff they were doing, whatever. Um, so I just kind of took over the training side of stuff. And with those there, it can't be reimbursable through insurance or anything like that, but they're, but they're getting at least the mind of a physio through as a coach, which they seem to really enjoy. So, that, so it's been really good so far. Um, I've had very, very little pushback from anybody I've, I've offered it to, because I'm not going to offer that option to people that don't need it is the other thing. And I think they understand that, which has helped a lot. Yeah, that that's awesome. And, you know, I, I know for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, I'm like, we'll, we'll, especially in CrossFit, like, you would think, right, from an outside perspective, it's like, well, they're already working out, right? They're already exercising. And, you know, the perspective is that, you know, CrossFitters think that they, they've got it down, like, oh, you're gonna help me like, work out and exercise, like, I'm already doing that, right? But there is obviously, it's different. And what a lot of physical therapists think is like, well, I have to use my hands. And that's where my value is. And that's where I can really help people. And, you know, you're, you're saying that, Hey, I have, I have clients that I do see in person and it's a bit of a hybrid, but I also have clients that value the online training, the online perspective of a physio where I don't actually have to be there in person with them. And I don't have to provide manual therapy. I don't have to do the typical things that we're trained that we have to do where, where, you know, our value uh, is, is thought to be in. 
And I think that's really neat and probably eye-opening for so many people listening. It's like, wait a second, like this is different and it can actually work and you're, you've been very successful doing it. So that, that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think one of the big things that I preach with a lot of people is that I don't do anything short-term without telling them people that it's short-term. So uh, I needle, I do a little bit of cupping, I do, I do manipulation, I do all that stuff because, hey, it works. It makes them feel better, right? But I don't do any of those things without telling them, hey, you're going to feel better for like 20 minutes. This is not fixing your problem. You need to do some stuff to actually fix the problem. Um, and I think that helps them kind of grasp that a little bit better. And they, they start to understand that like they need to be more in, they need to be focusing on their training load, their recovery, their all that kind of stuff that actually plays a bigger role than what I'm going to be doing to them. So they, they tend to buy into that pretty hard because it's one, it's different than what, from what they've heard before, which is huge. Um, and they, I think, like it's, I think they understand that it's not helping my business if I'm telling them that they don't need that stuff, right? Like I'm not trying to sell them on something they don't need. So I think they appreciate that and they kind of respect that, which, which goes a long ways towards the trust factor, which is probably the biggest point of any plan of care, right? If they trust you, they're probably going to get better at some point. You just need to kind of keep them moving forward in the right direction. Yeah. And, and to that point, you know, the trust factor is even more important if it's online and you haven't, and you don't have a relationship in person, because there's a certain level of skepticism, you know, it's, it's, it's faster to build up that no like, and trust, right. If you have someone in front of you, but online, there's like so many people out there that are saying, I can do this. I can do this. I can promise mm-hmm. you this result. And a lot of these people have either been burned before, or they're just a bit yeah. on the skeptical side. So, uh, so that, that, that must be really refreshing when they hear that from me. He's like, you know what, you don't actually need this. Right. And uh, that, that's awesome. So how how have you been able to because it sounds like you've been able to get uh, several clients from the the actual CrossFit gym that that you work out of? Um, is that is that the main source of, of referrals and clients or what other avenues have you seen that have worked well for you? So I've got a couple um, I kind of I've kind of split between um, referrals from the trainers and coaches. I'm at two different CrossFit gyms. Actually, I go two days at each one. Um, so I'm at two different gyms, um, but a lot of referrals from the coaches at those gyms, um, because I've treated the coaches, um, and they kind of get my whole stick and they understand what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And they know that like, I'm not going to like do the same things that they've been told before by other practitioners. Right. So, um, I have the respect of them, which helps a lot. So I get a ton of referrals from people that, um, that have their own clients that like anything comes up and they're not comfortable, like dealing with it, they'll just send them to me. And if it's easy, they know that like, Hey, I'm just going to give them a couple things. You can take over from here. It'll be fine. They just reassure them, keep working on stuff, whatever. But if it's something more intense, they know I can kind of help out more. So that's been my biggest one, probably. Um, very steady. I got a few people that are very popular, busy personal trainers in town here. So they send me people pretty regularly, um, which is great. Um, and then just people walking through the gym has been the other thing. Just like seeing me do see people in the back and they see like them laying on the table and me cracking a back or cracking a neck and needling somebody. And then all of a sudden they're up playing with a barbell and they're kind of like, what is, what is that? That's, that's interesting. What's going on over here? So I got quite a few people from that too, walking up and asking like, what do you do? What are you, what are you doing over here? Um, so that's been really cool too, just to kind of get chat with some people like that way. Um, and then Instagram's kind of been my other one, just people seeing posts and like, same thing. I talk about all the same stuff I talk about with people in person and they just like, they understand it's not, I'm not giving them any bullshit. They don't need the stupid crap that people tell them they need. They're not broken. You probably don't need imaging. You definitely don't need certain, you know what I mean? Like things like that. And like, they, they appreciate that and have some people reach out with that, seeing if I can help them. And then the last thing is probably just the clinic I'm at. I, me and the clinic owner have a very good relationship as far as they know I have my own business and I'm running that. And my goal is that's the primary thing. 
So they're okay with me bringing people back and forth. Cause like I, I do do a little bit of like, like I don't have an ultrasound machine or shockwave or things like that in, in the gyms and shockwave does actually work for some like tendon stuff and calcifications, things like that. It is very useful for those kinds of things. Um, so I'll bring people into the clinic for that kind of stuff if they need it. But then I'll go the other way. If I'm like, I'm at the clinic and the heaviest dumbbell I have is they're 30 pounds, but they're a 400 pound back squatter. I'm like, yeah. I, I got, I, I got to get you to the gym, man. Like, I can't, I can't do this here. Like it's, I, I got to see a lift heavier. So, so they understand, understand that there's people like that too, that need to go to the gym with me and actually need to see them move in that environment. Um, so that's been really great too. So I have a little bit of a combination of kind of back and forth there too. So that's been really good. That's awesome, man. I, I, you know, what I'm hearing is a trend of being able to really uh, build relationships and, and partnerships in, in the area. So do you have a secret for how you've been able to do that? Has it happened by accident? Like what's, what's, what's the secret sauce, man? <laughs> you good at your job? Uh, I honestly, like that's, that's for me, it's been the biggest thing is just be better than the people that they're already going to, which honestly, not anything like there's a very, some very good practitioners in this area, but there's also some very not good ones. So I have a lot of people that have seen somebody for years and got nothing out of it, or they've tried physio a bunch of different times and have had no success. But in one session with me, they feel better because it was like, I looked at their neck instead of their shoulder. You know what I mean? Like I keep working on the shoulder. It's not getting better. It's probably not coming from the shoulder. So let's look somewhere else. Um, so that's been the biggest thing, honestly, it's just been, it's been a, just a different experience for people. It's been huge. But then um, I think the biggest thing is just get your face out. You got you to show your face in front of people. So at the gyms for me right away, that was just in when I wasn't at my original full-time clinic and I was trying to get this thing rolling, I was at the gym. I was working out. I was standing by the side. I was hanging with the coaches. I was talking to people. I was introducing myself. Um, and I am a huge introvert and I hated it. Hated every second of it. But, but, it, but it does work. It still took a lot of time for that side of stuff. Once I started to feel comfortable talking in front of people a little bit more, then I started getting into workshops, which are huge. Um, they're simple. You can throw one together in 20 minutes with the basic knowledge that you have. But I did have done a couple like overhead mobility workshops with, um, a couple of the gyms in town here. That's actually how I got started working at the other gym was I did a workshop for them. And then they asked if I wanted to come in and start seeing people out of the gym there. Um, and I've gone over to Vancouver and done a couple of gyms there where I did a couple of workshops there. And I have some online clients from that gym and they, I still actually, every month I send them um, like a little article to put in their week monthly newsletter to their members. And they still refer members to me if they have problems and they know I'm remote, right? Like they, they know I'm on the Island and not able to come see their clients, their gym members in person, but they still send people my way because they appreciate what I do. And I've helped them out with a couple of things and I've seen a few of their friends and stuff like that. So mm. it's just, you got to get your face out there and you got to, you got to meet the people. I think if I had the time available, I would probably be coaching a few classes a week. Cause I think it's, it's invaluable as one to see as much movement as possible. The better you are diagnosing movement, the faster you're going to be able to treat somebody in person, especially in the CrossFit world. Like you need to be able to see these little things. Um, and it doesn't mean like being a form Nazi or anything like that it just means knowing what will work for certain people. Um, cause I do have my CrossFit level one and things like that. So that was kind of my game plan is to start coaching, but with time commitments at the clinic and things, I just don't have the time right now, but I'd eventually like to be coaching you know, two or three classes a week, at least at either of the gyms, or both of the gyms, things like that, just to kind of get your face in front of as many people as possible. If they know your face and they trust you and they know you like, it makes everything way easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, I I'm not sure where I, where I read this, but you know, basically it's called integrated marketing where you integrate yourself into other people's businesses 
and you've done that really well. One way of doing it is becoming a client. When, when I was growing um, our practice, right, I literally <laughs> signed up for Orange City Fitness. Um, I built a relationship with Burn Bootcamp and I actually went to a gym called I Love Kickboxing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, for $300 a month, like if I get one one patient out of it, it pays for it. Like, it pays for it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you have to manage your time. It's like, man, I'm, I'm going to be working out at five different places now. You know, mm-hmm. I think one or two good ones. You're, yeah ready to rock, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've been able to do that really well. And also with the other location, like you mentioned, like them, you integrated yourself into their, their email blast, which is amazing, Mm -hmm. right? That's how you do it. Uh, do you do virtual workshops with them too? Or cause I know that I've I've done, I've done just in person with them. So I'll just say if I'm over, it's nice. Cause I just do it when I'm already going over there. Cause we have like four or five of my wife's, my wife is also a physio, um, but four or five of her best friends from physio school all moved out to Vancouver. And they live like in the same little complex. So like, we'll go over there and visit them for a weekend. And while I'm there, I'll just take a Saturday morning, run to the gym, do a yeah. workshop and come back. And it, I meet a bunch of people. I see, show my face a little bit. They get to know who I am. I've gotten, every time I've done it, I've gotten one or two clients from it. And I've done it like two or three times, but then the world shut down. So I haven't been able to do it since then. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of been my next step in my strategy here is um, one of my gyms is actually closing. My main gym is going to be closing their location in downtown Victoria and moving to a suburb, which is a little bit farther away and not necessarily close enough for me to want to go there a couple times a week and be there a lot kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So our next step is probably going to be trying to find our own spot for our own location but then also still dropping in there maybe once or twice a month to do evals and do workshops a couple times a month and still get my face in front of them and that kind of thing but yeah that that's amazing and have you found any um any resistance at all or how does that conversation typically go with with the crossfitters that you're working with that that you essentially do the online coaching with and and bring on to to that platform How, how how have they found it are they a little bit like skeptical at first or what, what's that experience been like? It's, it's been good. Cause I, I usually, I can tell kind of they're skeptical. It's a lot of reading the room, right? You gotta, you gotta read the person. It's every person's different. It's all communication. Um, I'll be able to tell, I, ha- I have people where I've seen them for the initial evaluation and I've been like, Hey, you don't need to see me in person, but we need to work on this. Do you agree? And they're like, yep. I'm like, cool. Let's just do programming. And they're like, sweet. And then I've had people where I've had to kind of like, slowly bring it up more like every time I saw them over the course of I'd see them for like two or two or three weeks, they'd get better, be gone for a couple months, come back for the same thing too. I'm like, we need to manage this more. I think we need to do the programming stuff. And they're like, yeah, it's probably a good idea at this point. So like some people are a slower burn. You just got to keep bringing it up. And like, I'll just bring it up in conversation. Like on my online clients or like, Oh, I do like online programming or I do this or I do this. And I just kind of throw it into conversations and it kind of sits in the back of their mind. So I've had people just text me and be like, Hey, so you say you do online stuff, right? And like, yep. <laughs> you need. So it works out really well that way. So I haven't had many people be super skeptical of it. I think more so I've maybe the first, a couple of the first five were, but that was probably more so my delivery of it than from them. You know what I mean? That was just me getting comfortable, like pitching it more than anything else. And like, I wasn't so sure about it yet. So they could tell, was probably more of the issue than anything else. Now I know it works and people love it. So I have no problem telling them if that's, that's what I think they need. Like you should do this. And then they, they can, they, they can hear that, right. They can tell yep. if you're, if you're bullshitting them, if they're going to, if yeah. they think it'll work. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, so two key takeaways from, from what Jacob just shared, right. It's uh, number one is seeding. 
So in business, we call it seeding. So basically it's like you're, you're having conversations with your, your clients. And at some point, you know that they need the online component. They need that extra accountability. So you just constantly mention it or mention, you know, reviews or, or stories about other clients. And at some point, you know, from you mentioning that time and time again, they're going to ask you about it. And it's like, perfect. I'm so glad you asked. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, I plan for this at some point. Yeah, that's been, so, that's been huge yeah. for me for um, like post-surgical cases. Like I have a couple yeah. like ACL reconstructions and a couple like meniscus repair things that like they all see me the first couple of times. And I'm like, first, first visit, I'm like, Hey, here's the plan. We're going to see you a few times in person. If it's getting better than we expect, we're going to switch to mostly online stuff. And I'm just going to be programming for you. And you're just going to work towards it from there. And they're like, sounds good. Cool. Worry about it then. Like, Sweet. So they right away, they know that that's coming. We're going to talk about it. If they don't need it at that time, if they feel like they get better way faster and they want to just do it on their own. Cool. I'm not going to force anybody to do anything. Um, if I feel like they really need it, I will ask them some hard questions because that's what I'm here for is to make sure that they do the thing that they need the most, but um, I'm not going to force anybody to do anything. If they don't want to do it, that's fine. I'm not going to chase you down. Right. It's not my, not my job. Yeah. I don't have time to do that. So. Yeah. A hundred percent. And what we find is, is that those clients that, you know, need to be chased down end up being, you know, not, not as motivated or committed and they just yeah. kind of drain your energy, which is the second thing that you mentioned, which is, you know, the energy and, and how you were confident, right. When you were first starting, you were a bit unsure Mm -hmm. yourself is like oh is this gonna work like how is it gonna work and people feel that energy and and a lot of the times like if you're still unsure like they're gonna feel unsure and they're not gonna move forward and then it's really cool how you said like you know at once you've got you had a few people under your belt and you're like oh this definitely works it got a lot easier and people just felt that and mm -hmm. and they were you know no questions asked well maybe a few questions but but they ended up moving forward with greater ease so that that's a mm -hmm. huge lesson in itself mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was um, I was in a business mentorship throughout that process and stuff. So I was I was in the Honey Badger product project with Frank Benedetto and John Flagg and all those guys. Um, cool. So I was getting a lot of like sales training and they're helping us build out the stuff that we needed. And they were, they kind of gave us the finer points of stuff so that I think that really helped um, a lot of it. A lot of the business stuff, believe it or not, is mindset and just controlling your own energy and being able to like bring your best self every day. It's if you're draining yourself by working every hour of the day and then sleeping and waking up immediately going to work, like you're not going to last long. You need to, like I said, like today is my day where I don't see any clients in the morning. For the most part, I go work out at the gym, come home, I have coffee, take the dog for a walk, like chill out. And then I go to the clinic for the afternoon and, and that's it. So I got to have that day to kind of like decompress a little bit and give my brain a little bit of a break in the morning. So um, you got to take care of yourself first and the amount of productivity you can have if you do that is mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely want to touch on that even, even more. Cause I think it's, it's so important. Exactly what you said, you know, success in business and in life, really it's 80% mindset and then 20% mechanics because mm -hmm. uh, the how to is easy, right. Yeah. But it's the why to that, yes. that we have to work on that piece is like, that's, that's yeah. the, that's the, the difference maker. Exactly. Uh, but before we dive into that, cause I, I'd love to hear your, your, uh, your takes on that as well. Like what, what has, you know, niching down? Cause I know you work with CrossFitters and maybe mm -hmm. some other athletes as well, but mm -hmm. for you, like, what is, you know, how, how important has it been to niche down for you? And is it, has that been one of the, the reasons why you feel like you've, you've had, you know, pretty, pretty quick success in your business? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's like, I think people are always stuck in this, this mindset that there's, they need to see everyone. They need to advertise to everyone. You go to any physio website and they say, Oh, we treat this and this and this and this. And like, if you talk to everybody, you're talking to nobody, like nobody 
connects with that, right? People want something out there that they can connect with. And it sounds like they're talking to them. The beauty of that is, is there is billions of people on this planet. <laughs> there will be enough people for you. Like how many people, how many clients do you really need to be successful? Not that many, right? Like there's enough people out there. Um, so for me, like, like I said, I, I kind of, my CrossFit, CrossFitters are kind of my main thing. They were my main like original passion, but I'm actually finding I have a lot more fun with the people that are interested in CrossFit, but are too scared to try it or have past injuries or things like they just want to get fit, but have, are like, don't know where to start. Like those are the people that I'm have finding are way more fun to work with. Um, just because they have, like, they, have, they see gains so fast that it's like, it's so fun to work with them. Like go from back pain with bending over to deadlifting 200 pounds. And they're like, ex they're jacked up and excited about it. Cause they've never thought they could do something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but getting the narrower you talk to people, like it's, you need that, you need to have those people in your mind that you're talking to the, the, if you talk to that one person, I guarantee you there's a hundred other people just like that person that are going to read that post or read that thing. And they're going to say, Oh, that's me. I, I, I can relate to that. And that's going to connect with them. And they're going to be more likely to reach out to you. So you need to niche down. And then what's nice is, like I said, you get people right off the sides of that too. Right. And for the middle of the dartboard, you're going to get people all around. That was one of the first things we learned like in the honey badger stuff is like, you need to aim small but you're going to get everybody within the periphery and you're going to get everybody that's even like closely relates to that. Like former CrossFitters, weightlifters, powerlifters. I get people like that all around because I'm talking about all of those things with people, right? I'm talking about loading. I'm talking about squatting. I'm talking about deadlift. I'm talking about snatch and cleans. So I get people from CrossFit, weightlifting, powerlifters, people that want to get into Olympic lifting. I'm getting people that are just think it's super cool to throw a barbell around and they have no idea how to do it and they want to just start. So I get anybody interested in that stuff. So the more narrow you get, probably the better reach you're going to have. Yeah, that that's gold. And, you know, so many people think, oh, if I niche down, like, what about everyone else? And it's like, you know, when it, when it comes to niching down and getting your message nailed down, like exactly what you just said, it doesn't mean you can't treat anyone else. You can treat whoever you want. Exactly. But the messaging that you put out, especially, you know, when you're putting out content and content, I say like, yeah, it's online, but also in person, like workshops, that's content, movement mm -hmm. screens content conversations, right? Mm -hmm. all, all of anything that involves communication, like whatever messaging you put out there, it has to be very specific, like you just mentioned. And other people are always going to resonate with a piece of it. And that's all that has to happen. They have to resonate with a piece of the story, a piece of what, what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, like, even if you say, hey, I work with CrossFitters, but then you also mentioned, you know, overhead squats, and someone else does it. it's like, hey, I'm not a CrossFitter, but I do overhead squats. Can you help me? It's like, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I get, um, my two, what's nice is my two gyms have very different demographics. One's like younger population, techie crowd, very fit, kind of more competitive. The other one's like very much middle age, older, just want to get a sweat on, don't care about, they don't never write their times or weights down. They're just there to like have fun with their friends and then they leave kind of thing. Um, so it's cool. So I'm getting a lot of people like that are like 60 plus that are just like, I just want to work out and get fit again. I'm like, sweet. We can do that. Like that's right up my alley. So it's been super fun that way. That's awesome, man. And kind of going back to the the mindset, when when did you see? And it's so it's so funny because mindset is so important, right? For even our clients, mm -hmm. right? It's for, it's important for everyone, <laughs> but for our clients too, because if they don't have the right mindset, the right belief that hey, this is going to work, that they can do it, and that you're the one that can help them do it, then they're not going to achieve any results. They're not going to hit their goals because that belief isn't there. And so we we I think we know that right for our patients but then when it comes back to us it's like we don't think about that for ourselves so i'm mm -hmm. curious like what was 
what were the mindset mindset shifts that you had to make, you know, early on, or even some recent ones that you've had to make in, in your own life that have really, you know, moved the needle forward for you? I think the biggest things have been um, a, a lot of it has been mindset shifting around like what I need to get done, like to do lists, schedules, things like that. Like, um, so like what is the one thing I need to get done today? If I get that done, it's probably been a pretty good day. So a lot of it was like not making, not making myself feel like a failure. Cause I didn't get, check off these six things I wanted to get done. You know what I mean? I got this done pretty solid day that moved the needle forward. I'm pretty happy with that. So a lot of it has to do with that and not beating yourself up. Um, it's about constant, constant like assessment and reassessment about what you're doing and if it's working. Um, one of the questions that, that really sticks with me from, like I said, the honey badger stuff was, um, like if you get the end of your day, if you look and you go, if I repeated this day 365 times in one year from now, would I be closer to my goals or would I reach my goals? And if you didn't, why not? What can you adjust? If you did, sweet, do it again tomorrow. And I mean, like you just got to take it one day at a time and adjust constantly. Um, and then affirmation stuff, as cheesy as that stuff is. And like people hate like quote cards and stuff like that. Like, right. Like, it's like, oh, my brain's like, uh, but like. Every morning I run through, I have a document I run through. It has all my goals, my life rules. It has my dreams, my aspirations on it. I have a list of aspirations for each area. So if I know I'm programming that day, I have aspirations that I read about how I'm serving my clients and how I know what I'm doing and that I'm very confident and I know exactly how I'm helping people. And like, cause you can get stuck in paralysis by analysis and a little bit of that uh, imposter syndrome, right? So it's breaking that mold and like telling yourself over and over again that you are good enough and you know what you're doing and you actually start to believe it after a certain amount of time, but it's just constantly redoing it over and over again and keep telling yourself. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's so funny. Cause I, I think it's something that a lot of us have heard like affirmations and, you know, say good things to yourself and all this yeah. stuff. And it, it is cheesy, but it, like you said, it works. And yes. the way I like to think about it is, you know, you know how, how it's hard to, to at times control your thoughts, right? You have all these thoughts kind of just running through your mind. And when you let them run, you know, on their own, a lot of the times they, they, they divert to thinking negatively, Yes, because because our our brain, you know, being a survival mechanism, is always looking for what's wrong naturally, uh, for the most part, right? It's like oh, like you know, we have we're, we're we were programmed to survive and and make sure that we weren't getting attacked by a saber tooth tiger. Right now, the the dangers are a little bit different, but our mind naturally goes in that direction. So we and it's and it's it is more it is harder to control that. But when mm -hmm. you're speaking, you control the words that are coming out of your mouth. And therefore you control what you say and what you say to yourself. So the, so by constantly telling yourself these things, yep. your mind naturally goes in that direction instead. So it's exactly. so power, it's so powerful. And I think, I, I, you know, I'm not sure if you have like post-its everywhere. Um, I know uh, a lot of people that do that, but yeah. I got some not enough. Yeah, yeah, not enough. I got some, but I need more. Yeah, no, that, I was going to say not, not enough people do that because that's, yeah. that's, that's, it's, it's so powerful. Um, yeah. And I think uh, that that's really neat that, that you're, that you've been working on that. Mm -hmm. uh, total game. It's been huge. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. So sure. I'm curious. I know. I know you said uh, you you've had mentorship and business coaching. Can you tell mm -hmm. me about about um, you know a mentor or coach that has influenced your life and, and what that experience was like? Yeah. Um, so I think I think Frank and the team at the Honey Badger Project has been like the biggest ones that I've. It's it's been that's kind of been the first experience I've had with like uh, an actual coach or mentorship program that I like went through and like. Um, it's, it was really good. Cause like it, they hold you accountable, 
right? Like they're going to, they're going to make sure that you're doing the work and that you're doing the stuff you need to do in order to actually move yourself forward. If you didn't, why? They're going to diagnose exactly down to it. And I think the best part there was like having, you can't, you can't always go off just the stuff you're reading and the stuff you're learning on the internet. You need to know how to apply it and who better to ask than somebody that's been through it and has an idea of where to go. Like you don't need to do everything yourself. Like I am somebody that always, like I built my original website from scratch by myself. It took me forever. I would never recommend that to anyone. Now I have a friend who does website building and we just had her do it. And it took her like two days and I'm like, sweet, <laughs> done. Um, but just asking for help and getting the help of people that have been in your shoes and know where to, how to help you get there faster. Like it's so invaluable. Like people don't want to pay the money for a coach or a mentor, but it pays itself back so fast that it's, it's worth every penny. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, what's, what's interesting about that. That's a, that's a great example. It's like, you know, you, you said you spent, you know, I don't know how many days, how many weeks probably on that website. And it, it, there's a, a flip that kind of switches at some point where you start to, you know, if everyone's, oh, I value time more than money. It's like, do you though? Right. Exactly. If, you're, if you're spending a month on a website that you could have yeah. paid someone 500 bucks for, do you really yeah. value time more? Yeah. And yeah. that's been a huge part of it, right? Like figuring out like, what do you, how much do you value your time? Is this important enough for you to be doing right now? Because if yeah. it's not, you need to outsource it or just not do it. It's probably not worth your time. Yeah. And if, and if, if and I, what I found is that if, if you, not you specifically, but if people who are listening to this in general mm -hmm. find themselves doing that and doing that often, may, is it that you're fearful of doing what actually has to be done of actually having conversations with people, right? Mm -hmm. and, and being open and honest about that. And like you said, it seems like that was one of the, the key things that you mm -hmm. got from a coach as well. It's like, hey, are you doing it? Why not? Mm -hmm. Right. What's, what's behind that? Yeah. And, and that accountability is huge. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, we, we want it for our patients and our clients mm -hmm. and we say, Hey, you know, YouTube isn't the way to go. You're going to find, it's not that the exercise is, is great or that it's bad, but yeah. doing the right thing at the wrong time can actually make things worse. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like knowing when yeah. to apply it. Right. It's like knowing exactly. when, which was, that's just why it's great to have like a coach and a mentor because they were like, I'm thinking about doing this. And they're like, you're not at that point. You don't need to do that. Mm. Skip it go to something else. Like you're going to the next thing. They're like, okay, cool. I'll just throw that to the side. I'll worry about that later. So like, it just, it just saved, it just saved you hours of time that you would have just wasted trying to set this thing up. And they're just like, yeah, you don't need to worry about that right now. Just skip it. Yeah. So for me, for me, it's been like a Facebook group. It's kind of a big thing that they teach on any bachelor how to set one up, how to like build a community in there. And I like, I did not have the time or the energy or the need to do it. Cause I haven't, I don't do any advertising. I haven't really needed to, cause I'm getting so many word of mouth things right now. So um, that's one of those things that they were just like, don't worry about it. Like do it later in time. Don't need to do it right now. Skip it. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. I'm going to push that off. Cause I don't have the energy to do that anyway. So it's been, yeah. So it's just having somebody that, like you said, can tell you when to skip stuff or when, when you should apply certain things is huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned, yeah, there's the time factor of course, but there's the also, also a financial cost too. If you think mm -hmm. about it of like, Hey, you know, I spent, you know, an entire month building a website, but if that could have been done in two days for 500 bucks or a thousand dollars, well, that condensed the amount of time that that had to be completed. Now the rest yep. of the month, you could have focused on getting clients yep. and actually making yeah, money. Exactly. So, so that entire month of spending on a website, you literally lost yes. a few thousand dollars, five, 5,000, who knows how many thousand. Probably, yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's, 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 it's crazy. But once you're on the other side, you're like, ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, duh, that makes yeah. so much sense. But yes, that's exactly. awesome. Man. I mean, you, you made some, and, and, you know, 
you've made some incredible strides in, in your business, you know, over the past couple of years. So could, do you mind sharing like what, um, you know, maybe a, a, a personal win that you've had in, in your business in, you know, the last month, the last few months, the last year or so, like what, yeah. What are you most proud of? I think, I think the big things for me were, um, crossing over the, the 5k mark per month for online stuff, mm. like only online clients, which was huge. Um, so that was a big kind of milestone for me. The goal is to kind of maintain that or kind of build it up from there. Um, Cause I obviously focus mostly on like the rehab sites. People get better. Right. So I'm kind of always need new clients for that kind of thing and to kind of come into it. But um, so that was a cool milestone. Oh man. Yeah. You actually focus on getting your people better. I know. Right. What a joke. What's funny about that is I do, but then like a lot of them stay on afterwards anyway, cause they enjoy it. So I have, I have pretty good retention with my online people. I've had a couple people for over a year and a bit now. So it's like, and I've only had up to, I think my most I've had at one time is like 16 people. So I mean, it's not like I have a ton of people going on. So um, I'm maintaining a lot of them, which has been really cool. Yeah. And, that, and that's the neat part is, is when you actually get people results, they get excited and are happy. So they actually stay with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like the yeah. best thing for business and the best thing for the, for the clients. So yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, man. What, what are your, what are your plans uh, for life and business in like the next five years? I know that's like, well, five years, but so game plan right now is kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but we're going to kind of start looking for our own location. I think um, the game plan is going to build in that out a little bit. And then my wife will probably start working underneath Apollo and kind of start doing some stuff as well. Seeing some clients out of there. She focuses more on like the geriatric side of stuff. So the older population, that's her, that's her jam. Um, she's actually going to be starting an older adult CrossFit class at one of the gyms I'm at and things like that. So kind of get that stuff rolling. Um, and then, like I said, for me, it's building out the online side of stuff for the most part. So I'm trying to build that to be kind of my main component of stuff so I can cut down the in-person stuff a little bit more. I'm seeing maybe anywhere from 15 to 20 people a week on my in my business on my own, one-on-one um, -on -one and stuff like that. So I'd like to cut that down to maybe 10, something like that a week and then do mostly online stuff. So that's my goal. Um, with that, it's just being consistent with posting on Instagram and getting my face out there and doing more workshops. And that's the stuff I've kind of been neglecting because I've been so busy and I had so many like referrals coming in that I didn't need to do any of that. So now it's going to be kind of like putting some time aside to actually get that stuff in. So that's gonna be my main focus going forward here. Um, my wife is pregnant. We're due in January. So we have that coming up. So we have going to have that going for the next five Congratulations, years, man. Thank, thank you. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. it. So we're going to be exploring that over the next five years and learning how to be parents. So that's going to be fun. But other than that, that's all I got right now. That's, that's the game plan. Yeah, man, that, that's amazing. So does that does that look like you hiring people, you know, on the team to take care of some of the clients that you're going to be working with so you have some more yeah. time? Or yeah, so I'd like to, our game plan is if we have a space to kind of rent it out to personal trainers. Like I said, I have a couple of friends that are personal trainers and rent cool. that space out. I'd like, I'd like for their side of rent to cover the rent for the airspace so that that's not coming off of me because I'm going to be covering the equipment and all that stuff. Um, would be would be great um, just so we have a little leeway there but then yeah I think our game plan is to start to try to build things out I'd like to get a, a coach under me for the programming side of stuff if we can build out the online side of stuff more and have build that out a little more somebody somebody help me with that side of stuff to take some of that off my plate because that is what takes probably me probably the most time right now is just reviewing people's programs and then building it out for the next week because I do do it on a week by week basis I'm not doing I'm not building somebody a six week program and then just sending it and letting it go. Like I'm every week I'm rebuilding it and kind of tweaking stuff and things that takes me the longest. 
So that's going to be the next step is kind of building, getting some people under me, maybe seeing some clients in person, but also helping with the online side of stuff and programming and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And I think that's awesome because it, it just gives you options, right? Where you, where you have both yeah. the, the online, the in-person and you can then choose like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. You know, life, life changes, baby comes by. It's like, yeah. wait a second, I want to work from home a bit more. So, so yeah. that, that, that's really neat. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, this has been, this has been really, really amazing. Do you mind sharing with our audience uh, where they can keep up with you? If Absolutely. Like to learn more about you and your work. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm primarily on Instagram, um, Apollo Performance Therapy. So A-P-O-L-L-O. Um, that's where I'm going to post most of my stuff. I have a personal account. I haven't posted on it in months. So that's where you're going to find me the most. Um, I do have a website. It's just got general information and stuff like that. I do throw a blog up there every now and then when I have time to write long form stuff. But Instagram is going to be the way to go for sure. Awesome, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was this exciting. I know I found value out of it. I'm sure everyone else did too. So thanks, thanks a ton for being here. And for the listeners, uh, if you have any questions for uh, Jacob here, uh, I'm sure he might not mind when he's not busy <laughs> answering some of those for you. But uh, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. I'd love to. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. If you are tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you are ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you are going to want to head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider. And there you will find over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is only available for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.